Howdy there, everybody. Welcome back. Happy Skews Day to you. It is September 13th, 2022. I'm Trey Crowder, back again, and that is Mark Agee. What's up, Mark? What's up, Trey? Lots to talk about today. Uh, we're we're talking a lot today about um, public mourning when mm-hmm. it comes to 9-11 and the Queen. And I do want to say that Ken Starr died today, or it came out that he died today, that he, he has died. And uh, for younger viewers... Right. If we have any, uh, you <laughs> might, Ken, Ken Starr was the guy who, uh, the, the special prosecutor who tried to uh, take down the Clintons in the 90s over Whitewater, ended up exposing uh, the uh, Clinton Lewinsky scandal, yeah. and then went on to be president of Baylor University, where he covered up a bunch of sexual assaults by the football team. So uh, I will I will say that he will not be getting much public mourning. I do yeah, so. I didn't. Uh... I didn't, obviously I remember all that, you know, when I was a kid, a huge deal, obviously. And I knew he was the guy, but I didn't really know anything about him until I watched uh, the American crime story about, about all that. When the uh, Dan Backendahl, right. Played, played mm-hmm. Ken Starr. Yeah. And I love Dan Backendahl. And it's like, but anyway, if that portrayal is pretty accurate, then yeah, he didn't, he didn't seem like the raddest of dudes uh, to me. Oh, Ken Starr, bit of a stick in the mud, I would say. Yeah. But he got to die peacefully and of uh, natural causes at the age of seventy six. So uh, he had a he had a good run. Who guy who didn't get a good run? I want to talk about it is Vegas journalist by the name of Jeff German, um, who got murdered by a guy he was writing about uh, last week. And this case is absolutely wild. You been following it all, Trey? No. So this guy was like an investigative reporter. He had uh, written a bunch of pieces about you know it's Vegas, so the mafia and uh, those militia movements and Proud Boys and shit that are, you know that are not not the Proud Boys so much, but like the Bundys and stuff that are active around Nevada and uh, a bunch of the uh, Western more libertarian states. And uh, he ended up getting murdered by a county public administrator by the name of Robert Tallis. Allegedly, he hasn't been convicted yet. I should say that, but they got him pretty dead to rights. This guy was just, he's a county public administrator, which means he, he oversaw a small county office that literally had eight people working in it, I think, who um, they oversaw, they oversee like this, the dispensa- dispensing of uh, like estates if you don't have a will. It's not like, but the guy apparently had a toxic, ran a toxic work environment and got, was sleeping with somebody who worked for him. And uh, Jeff German outed him for this and he lost a primary to a woman who worked in his office. Again, like eight people worked there. So that must be, it must have been a fun election. Yeah. So, so Tellus went to his house and stabbed him to death. They got caught because rep- reporters went to his house to ask him about, because there were more stories about to come out, just to ask him how he felt about all of it, and noticed that his car matched the description of a car found fleeing the scene. They had, they had him on uh, surveillance tape at the scene. He, when cops searched his house, they found a weird hat and yellow orange vest he was wearing when he committed the murder. In his backyard, he tried to destroy him by cutting them up. He had four days, and that's as far as he'd gotten. And even yet, after he got arrested, when he went back to his house, reporters were waiting there to question him about it. And he was wearing, you know, like when Dexter cleaned up a crime scene, he'd be wearing a plastic suit. <laughs> no. Yes. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> he had the official murderer uniform on yes. when they went yes. to question him about a murder <laughs> of one of his public nemeses. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like that guy should have thought that through a little bit more. Also, I definitely thought this was going in a more mafia e direction when you first started talking about the guy, just a low level County administrator getting an affair outed. Doesn't yeah. typically uh, take that particular turn. That's pretty wild. 
Yeah, and it's like sort of makes me as a, a former uh, but terrible newspaper reporter at a time when local news is dying in America, and is going to you're going to see so much more corruption locally because no one like we had. We uncovered stuff like my colleagues would be like sitting in a city council meeting and it's like 1130 at night. They're done with all the regular business. And all of a sudden something will pop up that wasn't on the agenda where a city council person tries to like sell a sweetheart piece of land that belongs to the city to one of their big, you know, supporters or, or business allies or whatever. And they, you, no one would know about that if someone wasn't paid to sit there through the meeting. And then you have this guy as an investigative reporter who's done some vital public interest stuff like this guy's sleeping with his underlings on, on, on the city dime and uh, uh, running a toxic work environment. He was like yelling at people for like what they wore to the office and shit. And so this is, this is like public business. Why aren't you wearing your murder suit? You know, yeah. we only wear murder suits in this particular office. Damn it. What's this yeah. shirt and tie bullshit you're doing? It's casual murder suit Friday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, what's weird yeah. about this is that even though this happened in Vegas, it has not stayed in Vegas. You know, here we are talking about it on the internet. Weird. I didn't, true. I didn't think that was supposed to be possible. Anyway, let's get into the show with us as always is producer, Matt. This is weekly skews. I of course will remind you of a couple of things real quick. Number one, if you'd like to see me perform live, you can go to TreyCrowder.com and get some tickets. Just add a bunch of dates this fall and into 2023. Some of those are solo shows. Some of them are full well-read shows with me, Corey and Drew. They are indicated accordingly and either way i hope you'll come and see me go to treycrowder.com and get your tickets number two if you enjoy this program and would like to show your support you could do so by signing up on patreon five dollars a month gets you access to full-length bonus episodes we're going to record one later this week we're having fun with it so to check it out go to weeklyskews.com slash more or just go on patreon and look me up either way works sign up on there get some more skews in your life okay as for the show tonight, we're going to check in on the war in Ukraine, see how it's going. Is the tide turning? How's old Putin handling it all? We'll find out a little later. Also, look into America's evolving relationship with 9-11 all these years later, as well as getting into Lindsey Graham's controversial new abortion gambit. All that and more on tonight's skews. But first, of course, the Daily Dumbass, Matt Graphic. Tonight's DD, the queen, for dying before she had one last opportunity to party down with her bestie on this side of the pond. That's right. Play the clip, Matt. Oh, it's muted. Uh-oh. Okay. We'll, we'll just see. I think it's got to turn the sound out. So, yeah, that was a Yeah, a share the sound, me. Matt. You know how it works. There's a little button, little box down there. It's a share sound. Click that. Here we um, go. Nail the toast. Joe Biden famously said the queen reminded him of his mother, which I guess is a compliment. He visited the British embassy okay. in Washington this afternoon to sign her condolence book. But few presidents enjoyed their trip to Buckingham Palace more than Trump, who fell in love with the pomp and circumstance, of course. And there are some people who say that the queen... Never had a better time. <laughs> there are those that say they have never seen the Queen have a better time, a more animated time. We, we had a period where we were talking a solid straight. I didn't even know who the other people at the table were. I never spoke to them. We just, we just had a great time together. Are you going to keep... I love how... I love the whole, like, you know, there, there are some who say that she really, really dug Donald Trump. And then, like, the proof or evidence is a clip of Donald Trump saying... 
yeah, you know, some people say that uh, I really hit for her and she had a great time. I'm sure he did love all that, like, you know, uh, royalty shit, though. He's like, you know, oh, I should be yeah. a king. I don't know oh, why I'm not sure. a king. I need to look into being a king. I like this whole uh, throne shit you got going on. I mean, it's halfway there. It's got a bunch of dipshit kids who act like they're inbred. So here you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This must, <laughs> this must be like a, t- a weird moment for Biden, who, of course, is very into his Irish heritage. And we're talking about Irish people in a minute because uh, they've been having a blast this past week since the queen died. <laughs> yeah. uh, everyone... Everyone is responded to the queen dying become, by becoming the least normal person on the planet. It's not just Trump who tried to be like, oh, well, you know, in high school when somebody dies and all of a sudden everybody was their best friends, they get up to school and go to their funeral. It's yeah. Like, so he, Trump did that. British people, man, there was a lady who she had a tweet go viral because she posted how upset and disappointed she was because her because uh, the day the queen died, her son went to the bathroom to jerk off. She <laughs> said that. Jesus. And, and then followed up with a, he says he just had a bad a case of IBS, but I don't really believe him. It's like, can you imagine you're that kid? No. And first of all, I was a teen boy. Uh, I tell you that not even my own death would have kept me from drinking. <laughs> all right, sure. But also, so his mom's just standing outside the door screaming, I'm like, stop playing with yourself. The queen is dead. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Oh, man, a, that's a fucking nightmare right there. They have a grocery store chain, I guess, called Morrison's. And to honor the queen, they turned off the beep with their self-checkout. So it caused a bunch of lines back up because people thought their groceries weren't scanned. And it, so somebody's like, what What happens? Oh, in honor of the queen, we've turned off the beeps. Like, what the fuck? Is Dude, so I can't, <laughs> I can't get into it uh, in too much detail because I don't remember it all because we recorded it so long ago. But... Corey, you know, our uh, frequent guest host, Corey Forrester, he covered this thing on our podcast, Putting on Airs. I think it's called Operation London Bridge, I think, or something like that. And it's Mm -hmm. this very elaborate plan they've had for years for what happens when the queen dies. And it's wild. Like, it's like a 12-day period of mourning officially. And it's like the BBC and all that shit can only show, like, queen-related stuff for that time. And there's all these rules about, no, you know, no jubilance in public or whatever and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's a whole thing, up to and including turning down the beeps at the grocery store, I guess. <laughs> turning down the beeps. Is yeah, they did. It wasn't Operation London. They apparently had a bunch of different uh, plans with military names for 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 uh, contingencies for she died, and, and I forget which one they actually had to use because she died in Scotland, which I guess triggered triggered another one because he had to like they drove they did like an OJ White Bronco chase where the cameras yeah. followed her casket from from Ed, from their castle to Edinburgh to like to, all the way to London. Uh, they're going to spend like last number I saw three and a half billion dollars on her right. funeral celebration and this is at a time when england like is about to like face a heating crisis where people might not be able to heat their houses this uh fall but this is because of the war in ukraine and also brexit and a bunch of other shit they fucked up um and they're having a food cost crisis they're gonna spend three and a half billion dollars uh having a funeral for a 96 year old lady who died in her own bed of old age um do you- sorry go ahead well i was just wondering what you thought about like i've seen some people speculating I guess the, uh, and it's only at like 20 something percent or as of the most recent poll, but like there was growing support for the idea of abolishing the monarchy. And I've seen people speculating that like the queen was a 
the queen not being there anymore and now it being Charles and it could be yeah. a, a, like a real crossroads or watershed moment for the monarchy. Cause the queen for some years was just like, you know, oh, she's a sweet little old lady who's, you know, also an imperialist monster or whatever, but mostly she's a mamma who likes cows, you know what I mean? And wears cute hats. And so it's like sort of insulated that mm-hmm. movement in some ways for a long time. And now people are like, now that it's a king, cause I'm a dude, even me, I don't like king of England. I don't like it. Makes me want to throw a bunch of tea off a boat, Mark. I don't like it. I bet France don't like it. King of England, yeah. just make, it just don't sound right. So, you know, I'm wondering if if they'll be changing tides in the coming years. For uh, Yeah, I mean, Trump, no one liked Charles, so I imagine this will, that, that could speed up that movement a little bit. But there, it, it, look, I didn't realize how – I mean, I guess I knew, but I didn't realize how much people – a certain contingent of – I know it's not everybody, but a certain contingent of the British just fucking love the monarchy. Yeah. Who, reason and are absolutely insane about it like the, the the grocery store thing wasn't even the weirdest tribute they closed bike racks trey they closed <laughs> bike racks you cannot yeah. put your bike in a rack yeah I, of it. none of that <laughs> dutch shit after the queen has died okay <laughs> this is england god damn it you yeah. walk advanced warning advanced warning royal period of mourning this cycle rack will be closed from friday the september 8th to wednesday the 21st for 13 days they close the bike rack if you leave your bike here it it may be removed they're going to, See, they're going to steal your bike if you, because the queen died that's what i'm saying it's like that, that it's th- i guess it's 13 that that like period they listed there there's all kinds of rules like that that they've had in mm-hmm. place for forever for when she died and it's pretty crazy but yeah we, me and Corey were over there in may and like there are definitely people that are super into the queen but even a lot of younger people we talked to were like they would be like, yeah, you know, it's kind of silly, I guess, at this point. But, you know, she's all right. Like, they, not, we didn't meet any British people or English people who were like, yeah, fuck all that shit, really. They were at least sort of like, you know, tepid on the matter. <laughs> the, the, the most tone deaf uh, one I think I saw was you talking about, like, England having food shortages and cost of living crisis. They, they, their economy is way, doing way worse than ours. If you want to, the general, the general vibes over there are... Uh, a food bank announced they were closing for the Queen's memorial. They're literally doing the Queen died, so you have to eat cake. So no food for the peasants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And the peasants being fed after the Queen has died. It just you know yeah. it just doesn't sit right. I guess they got uh, yelled at a bunch, so they open open the food bank back up. Uh, but like you're talking about the people, the backlash, dude. A Scottish dude got arrested for yelling, call, yelling at Prince Andrew, calling him a pedophile. Yeah, uh, fucking nonsense, Sydney. Yeah, he got the shit. Fucking to here. He got the shit beat out of him by cops too. Other people just got arrested for uh, being outside of Buckingham Palace, holding signs that said "abolish the monarchy." But uh, nobody went in and had as much fun as the Irish. Uh, mm-hmm. they, there was a soccer game where they sang this song for five full minutes. Hit, hit him at. <laughs> Yeah. I always Whip. those soccer chants, man, have always impressed me because I'm always like, there's just one person. They they're always so good with the like the harmony of it and everything, and getting on board. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, do they do they like workshop those at the tailgate or whatever? <laughs> like, I don't know. They're very creative, much more so than we are mm-hmm. uh, at our that- sporting events. Irish drinking songs, man. The Star Spangled Banner was uh, just written new lyrics written over top of an Irish drinking song, uh, I believe. Um, but this, so 
I, there were other hours people made like videos of them tap dancing in front mm-hmm. of like we're doing well choreographed tap dances in front of Buckingham Palace and like I don't I don't have to me she's like I don't believe in magic meemaw blood she's just an old lady who died right, right. so I don't have any special feelings about it one way or the other positive or negative I'm just laughing at people's reactions to it but at 96 also, too right yeah. like to me that's also yeah. it's like I mean you know I mean, she won. You can't have a much better run than she did, I guess, unless you were Louis the 13th or whichever one it was. It was still longer than her. She missed the record. So that's a shame. But, but yeah, it's like, you know, she was almost a fucking hundred. How sad mm-hmm. is anybody really supposed to be? I get she's also the queen, but come on. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, this resulted in like, because people like, you know, British people are big on manners. It's like, oh, the Irish are being uncouth at Twitter. Like, I don't have as strong feelings about it as they do, but also, I don't have a great, 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 great granny who was sexually assaulted and murdered by Oliver Cromwell. So they, that might be a big difference to me. But yeah. as a result of like, people having to go on TV and try to explain to white news anchors what colonialism is. And <laughs> it reminded me, it's like the, the, the British Crown's record is so fucking weird on this shit. Like, do you know what, you know what Section 377 is, Trey? No. So it's a, a, a code that they added to laws in their colonies that basically outlawed uh, uh, you know, being gay because like countries like India and like they don't have like West, they, they didn't have Western senses of like sexual like weirdness, right? So mm-hmm. it, nobody really cared. But then those laws are still in the books in those countries because they taught them to be homophobic. And then, so it was been a campaign the last few decades the, of the British, the empire, the, 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 the royal family going around trying to convince these company, countries to repeal their laws because England is now enlightened, whereas they are, you know, the backwards colonies as they were the other way, but it's flipped now. Yeah. And you have these Anglican ministers in these former British colonies who are saying that that's now colonialism. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> guys in like Caribbean uh, Caribbean countries in the Anglican white collars saying the queen should fucking butt out of their business and let them be homophobic like good Christians. It's like, it's so weird <laughs> and twisted. But like, like they were like, Lubber colonies, there's like a picture floating around her Hong Kong. And it's like Hong Kong was established as a British colony to funnel opium through from India to China. Mm-hmm. The crown forced Indians to stop growing grain to grow poppies so they could get ch- the Chinese hooked on opium. And they're using that story as like how enlightened Queen Elizabeth was about colonialism. Right. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. And the, uh, the weird thing was like, uh, I know you've heard of Lyndon LaRouche, right? The American crank conspiracy yeah. theorist who ran, ran for president a bunch of times, including from prison. Um, he, uh, he had this conspiracy theory that the queen ran the world drug trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, he thought she was like El Chapo. She ran all of it. Anyway, the queen died on his birthday. So I just want to say that Lyndon LaRouche won. Uh, <laughs> But, like, another weird thing is, like, American nationalists apparently love the monarchy now. Like, Tucker Carlson did a fight. Like, look at this. British paved the way for democracy. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? By what? By pissing us off so much with all their monarchy shit that we warred them in 1776? I, like, I don't, yeah. I don't get that. Me neither. I can't. I didn't even try to figure out what he was talking about. But like they talked, uh, Tucker Carlson did segments praising the British monarchy. Um, so did Charlie Kirk on his, his web his show. And then last night, the funniest one, the New York Post put out a tweet that was like that would link to a news story was how the Emmys totally snubbed Queen Elizabeth in the in memoriam uh, in memoriam package. <laughs> 
She wasn't on any fucking TV show. Yeah, yeah, noted uh, American television impresario, Queen Elizabeth, snubbed Olivia, by the Emmys. <laughs> uh, Olivia Coleman played her on The Crown. That wasn't really the fucking queen. She probably will be in the Oscars in Memorial Montage because she was in Paddington too. But that's a different fucking award ceremony. I just, oh God, this whole thing drove me absolutely insane. Did, uh, one, one last thing. I think it was you who s- sent in our group text. Apparently, at the actual venue for the UFC fight on Saturday, they called over the PA system for a moment of silence for Queen Elizabeth, and everybody started booing and doing a USA chant. <laughs> USA. <laughs> so that's so uh ufc and uh Dude, and perfect <laughs> every american news anchor was on tv talking about death of the queen yeah. the queen we have the king is now spoken i don't have a fucking king or a queen right. and if we're talking about other countries kings and queens there's more than just one yeah that stop calling her the it's just fucking annoying it's like everyone stop being so weird an old lady died her family's sad and that's the end of it <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on. Our first honorable mention for Daily Dumbass is questions for requiring stupid shit like actual answers. This is a uh, state House candidate debate in Minnesota. The first guy speaking is a Republican candidate. Go ahead, Matt. Yes or no? Yes or no, please. Sorry. Oh, so please clearly state yes or no and then explain your answer in one minute. Yeah, so, okay. Abortion, po- sorry. <laughs> um, would you vote to restrict abortion in any way in Minnesota? Please state clearly, yes or no, then explain your answer in one minute. If this comes up, my abortion, I'm, I will vote. We need more nuance in this in the discussion. So it's, it's I would say yes, abortion policy... So I'm, I just, I just said yes. Atiza, <laughs> No. I, that's it. Pretty much is answer. Yeah, she just clearly states, <laughs> no, I would not vote to restrict abortion yeah. in the state of Minnesota. But yeah, that dude's like, is that the, I don't know if anyone remember this reference. Is that the fucking boom goes the dynamite guy? <laughs> Do you remember that video, Mark? <laughs> The kid, the kid so. who got he got thrust into being a sportscaster on the local news because the the sports guy was sick, and yeah. he clearly was not ready for it. And he was like just mumbling throughout the whole thing during these basketball highlights. He was like, "And uh, and uh, oh god!" And uh, and then the guy hits a shot. and He goes, "And uh, boom goes the dynamite!" And uh, <laughs> and it was just a shit show. But anyway, that's what that Republican candidate reminded me of was the boom goes the dynamite kid. <laughs> He, he does look like that guy, but I don't he think does. it's him. He's a he, he's a first time candidate, as far as I can tell, and he's a, a he's a lawyer by day for his day job. Um, his name's Thomas Necht, uh, K N E C H T. And the funny thing about this guy it's is, funny, that, dude, it's like him in front of a judge. Like, Your Honor, I think the evidence will. How do I say that? Uh, I feel like. <laughs> It was definitely he definitely murdered the the guy. If you look at the thing, anyway. So if the jury wants to, maybe I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> does your does your client plead guilty or not guilty? Well, I mean, well, you, got, you know, it's more nuance. Yeah, more nuance <laughs> than that. Uh, so the, this guy absolutely really does doesn't want to be talking about this. He, I don't think he cares much about this issue at all. He's been trying to do the uh, that old canard. This abortion should be safe, legal, and rare. 
And so like, he doesn't want to be talking about this in like any sort of yes or no way or really at fucking all. Um, but they, so this is a good example about how the Republicans are screwing themselves electorally on this, which brings us to the big abortion news of the day and Lindsey Graham. So Lindsey Graham, out of nowhere, without alerting any of his colleagues today, announced today that tomorrow is going to introduce a bill to have a national abortion ban at 15 weeks. Um, there's a lot of bad stuff in this law. One of the weird ones is there's a rape exception for minors, but only that only applies to the doctor gets documentation from law enforcement that a rape was reported. So Republicans want to make it the law that 10-year-olds are presumed to have consented to sex. Um which is not going to make sense to a lot of people, I don't think. And that's why you don't want to be that guy, Thomas Neck, trying to answer this question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought so. I don't know. I know we're going to get into this, but I just like everything I had been hearing this whole time since Roe and all that has been that Republicans have been surprised at the amount of backlash and that they've been trying to like backpedal their stance and try to slow play it a little bit and not be as, you know, hardcore about it because people were so pissed off. And, uh, uh, and so now he comes out with this, which seems like the exact opposite to me. Like, I don't, I don't get this. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just talk about why, like why he's probably doing this. Okay. Cause like we talked a, a, a few times a while back about how one reason, like you just be aggressive in general is because you put your opponent on your back foot. And what a back foot looks like is arguing about arguing, like how we think of Democrats usually arguing, which is like from a defensive couch and whatever. So the idea, I think he's playing, he thinks he's playing chess, but he's playing a really stupid game of checkers here. They have polling data. <laughs> that says that people are more split in the question of 15 weeks as opposed to like six weeks and four weeks and stuff other states are doing or absolute uh, no exception bans. So he's trying to reframe the national debate around 15 weeks. But the thing is, and this is the case we keep making of where Democrats go wrong, is like public opinion isn't immutable. Immune. You should not be wrong. You should be making your case and try to change people's minds. But what he's trying to do, because what's going to happen when you have a 15-week ban is you're going to get horror stories about shit that happens in 16, 17, 18 weeks. Right. For example, at this press conference, well, we couldn't find a good video. We actually hear the woman really well. But a woman, I'm not clear whether she was a reporter or an activist, but she stood up and asked a question. She's like, well, I had 16 weeks. My doctor told me my baby had a birth. Uh, we're going to skip this video, Matt. Sorry, because the quality, you can't hear what the woman's saying, really. So I'll just describe it to you. Um, she she's like at 16 weeks my doctor told me my baby had a birth defect that would make it so he would not survive long past birth if he had been born he'd been bleeding out of i don't want to get too physical but it, but the kid would have would have had a really short miserable life and he's basically what would you do about my in my case and he ran away from the question with some obfuscation bullshit that sounded like that thomas neck guy from before um so i think he's being too clever by half here and it's it's really funny to me the republicans try to play these games um uh, as opposed to just making their case clearly and letting the chips fall where they may if you really believe you should ban it fucking introduce your bill and live and die by it right right but they've been trying to do the whole you know states rights things or uh, you know yeah back on that yeah. again but yeah th- you know i don't know it's just up to the states which is just like sort of their way i feel like of you know trying to stay out of it or well yeah i mean graham graham had been the one saying we're going to leave it to the states right Mm -hmm. (laughs) he'd he'd been making that case clearly for a while and all the other federal republicans were still on that on that page until they started getting all this awful polling and uh uh, matt said he got a hold of something we can't go into details about it because he haven't released it yet but it's pretty horrific for conservatives um but it doesn't really matter what 
Graham is trying to do from a national messaging standpoint when the states are going around being insane. For example, today, West Virginia passed a near total abortion ban. It has the same dumb shit where you have to go to a doctor and prove that a 10 year old didn't consent, which is a nonsense legal concept anyway. Right. Uh, And you got to get the documentation 48 hours before the procedure. It also creates additional restrictions for minors, including requiring that a guardian be notified as well. And it is an additional 48 hour waiting period. And this law, West Virginia only has one abortion clinic. They're making a whole law around one facility. That's how fucking gassed up they are. So that made my point is it doesn't really matter what Lindsey Graham's going to say when these people, these idiots are going to be doing this. And his colleagues seem to understand this intuitively. Like, here's some reactions here to show you how fast his colleagues ran away from him. Uh, John Cornyn, that wasn't a conference decision. It was an individual senator's decision. His preference is leaving it to the states. Herschel Walker, someone asked him about that. You know, he's running, running in Georgia. I believe the issue should be decided at the state level. But I would support this policy. He's supporting both Virginia and Lindsey Graham. He's tying them together. Uh, a guy named Joe Dea from, from Colorado. I don't support Senator Graham's bill or Republican bans are reckless in tone. De- is it as reckless in tone deaf as Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer's hostility to compromise? So all I got to say is it doesn't really matter what you guys say because people see what you're doing. So too bad, motherfuckers. And by the way, as press conference so, today, Lin- sorry. So like are you, 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 he's trying to like reframe it as them having some semblance of uh, sensibility or being reasonable about it, as opposed to like the total abortion bans in places like West Virginia. Yeah. It's like he's like, no, no, no. Listen, we're got, we got a rational approach to the issue, and it's even handed, yeah. and that's what we're really trying to do. Is his? Yeah. That's what he's. That's what he thinks he's doing. Yeah. National polling shows a, basically a fifty-fifty split on a fifteen-week ban, which he so he thinks it's a way a winning way to talk about the issue. But again, right. no one's argued about the 15-week ban yet. Right. Like people's minds will be changed by facts once they see news stories. So like it's 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 a nonsense poll that won't play. And also he fucked up real bad because he just cut a Democrat campaign ad for the midterms at his speech today. Show this show this quick uh, quick clip, Matt. So I look forward to the debate. I look forward to the vote. If we take back the House and the Senate, I can assure you we'll have a vote on our bill. If the Democrats are in charge, I don't know if we'll ever have a vote on our bill. Thank you, and I'll turn it back over. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so, you just said it. If, yeah, right. So if you're not into this, maybe don't vote for us, because this is 100% what we're going to do if given the uh, opportunity to. Even though we know it. so many people hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I'll give it to him. At least he's being honest. He's the only honest one. Mitch McConnell was asked about this and said he doesn't think the bill should get a vote. We know if the Republicans retake the Senate, Mitch McConnell would have, have this vote and pass it. In like three seconds, they do it with while killing the filibuster. So I guess I'll give, give it to Lindsey for that. So, yeah. Right on. Okay. Well, moving on, let's uh, let's talk about 9-11, I suppose, with another another honorable mention for Daily Dumbass, and that's Mohammed Atta for not believing in this great country, uh, at least according to Herschel Walker. Who else? Play that clip, Matt, if you got it. Well, you know, you got to pay tribute to uh, the 9-11 victims, uh, you know, but also you saw America come together. You saw America come together because this country was, uh, you know, it was uh, on the war with uh, a country that didn't believe in us. And right now we have uh, leaders in Washington like Joe Biden doing venomous speeches 
that doesn't believe in America people. He tried to. So Joe Biden's basically Al Qaeda because he, yeah. he also he don't believe in us. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I can't. But whoever's whoever's making him run for Senate still, this is a form of abuse. And I don't yeah. know why you're doing it to him. Uh, it's obvious that Herschel Walker's brain is mush from football. Mm-hmm. and uh, Got the mush brain. Yeah, I would say it's wrong to make fun of him, but he's trying to become a senator. So right. how, they can't be punching down definitionally, right? <laughs> no, uh, for sure. God. I did like, I will say this, that if I was Herschel Walker, I would not look into 9-11 any further. So he's probably the happiest person in the world because he doesn't know anything about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, but not, you know, not everyone responds to, to 9-11 or the anniversary thereof with this type of decorum, uh, Mark. Some, everybody has their own way of processing it. One example would be this Virginia seafood restaurant who, in advance of 9-11, debuted a brand new themed menu, a 9-11 themed menu featuring offerings such as Freedom Flounder, Flight 93 redirect crab dip. That one's a little clunky in my opinion. I might have workshopped that one a little bit more. Pentagon pie, 9-11 oysters. That one's a little on the nose. First responder flatbread and and the 2977 chowder, which is a nod to the number of people who died on 9-11, yeah. 2,977. I wonder what they didn't go with. It's like freedom... Freedom Tower of Onion Rings, Twin Towers of Onion Rings. You know what I mean? We got a ground zero calorie raspberry tea for uh, the kiddies if you're watching watching your weight. Yeah, this is is something else. uh, uh, We should be noting here, this person wasn't trying to be flippant or funny. They were seriously trying to honor the 9-11 victims with the seafood menu. And look at that silly little dancing clip art crab. (laughs) (laughs) stuff like this has come up on the show a few times before and it's just it's always so wild to me the stuff that gets the ideas that people have and then follow through with you know what i mean i know this is just like a sole proprietor of a seafood restaurant in virginia but still he ain't got nobody bouncing stuff off of like somebody put these graphics together for him like at no point was anybody like yeah i don't i don't know about that bob Maybe maybe go with something else than the Flight 93 redirect hot crab dip. Uh yeah. After getting <laughs> after he, this guy got yelled at on his Facebook page, he did a, he did apologize as they like the headline says and he changed the menu and the Flight 93 redirect crab dip is now it, it now become the hot defense crab dip. And the chowder became the champs chowder and the flounder became the fumble flounder. So football theme probably probably uh was more <laughs> better for football season at a seafood restaurant um yeah 911 uh, oh god i can't the, the extent to which been lot all of bin laden's biggest dreams came true is just good like all this the, the absolutely broke everyone's brains destroyed their country we evaporated 7 trillion dollars in wealth and uh yeah started started the crumbling empire and uh, a good example of this is a hero of 9-11, Rudy Giuliani, celebrated uh, 9-11 by committing to speak at a QAnon conference, QAnon John. Um, so, yeah, the lead's really into Rudy's brain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, a brief uh, uh, Q update I want to do off the back of this. Uh, there was a weird a, – a guy um, a guy killed his wife, shot his daughter after being sucked down a Q rabbit hole. Basis guy named Igor Lannis. 
uh, went crazy after 2020, um, started believing Trump's election lies. I led him to 5G cell tower conspiracy theories, stuff about vaccines, and, and started believing people were lizard people. And then he shot his wife, dog, and his daughter. And then he got killed by cops when they they showed up and he shot at them. So this stuff is uh, still out there destroying people's brains. And uh, yeah, I don't know what to do about it except warn people about it and keep an eye on your relatives. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty crazy all around. Yeah. All right, let's do mm-hmm. a couple of more real quick. Honorable mention for Daily Dumbass. Uh, anybody who thought that the conservatives were being too mean to us all. Turns out it's the exact opposite problem, at least according to uh, Nikki Haley. It's Nikki Haley, right? Mm, yeah. yeah. Is it that the media will give this guy with the most radical positions of any candidate I've ever seen a free pass for this election? We're talking about John Fetterman. Look, I have said it for too long, Sean. Republicans are too nice. All right. Yeah. It should be known they're talking about John Otter, John Fetterman and Dr. Oz is sitting right next to her on the screen, not in real life, but uh, she's, he's in the split screen with her. And Dr. Oz, just in the last week, has called John Fetterman a uh, stroke victim who deserved it because he's fat. So yeah. I know that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's like, what what is their version of like being a dick? Like if they've been like. They've been holding it back, reining it in this whole time. Like when the gloves mm-hmm. come off, Jesus Christ, what are they going to say? I mean, just besides just the N word, obviously, but like they're just going to go yeah. straight to <laughs> straight to just hardcore slurs and death threats, baby. That's the only only uh, direction I see it could go. <laughs> they need to I crack mean, it up a notch. It's already eighty percent death threats. I'm not sure what the hell right. else they could do. You know, it's they they could actually go for. It. I mean, they they tried to kidnap a governor for Christ's sake. <laughs> Yeah, they tried, right. tried to storm Congress. I don't know what the fuck. And our last honorable mention for Daily Dumbass. Anybody who thought the scourge of kitten kids was over with? No, still going strong, according to who else? Miss Bobert. I was in Michigan, and a man told me that his son got in trouble because he stepped on a furry's tail in school. And I said, Oh, I don't think we, what's, what's a furry? I've never seen one. We got bears. We got wolves. Praise the Lord. Thanks, Boulder. <laughs> we got what? eagles. What's a furry? And he said, well, it's someone who thinks they're a cat or a dog. I said, dear Lord, that sounds like an identity crisis. I think your son needs to go to school and identify as a trapper. Just to- <laughs> Applause break. I was in Michigan. Applause break on the trapper bit. (laughs) Not a a poorly constructed joke, but I do want to say here, what she's advocating here is for one kid to murder two other kids. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, I do like this furry lie that I can't explain the degree to which that conversation never happened. I know. Yeah. We've talked about it before on the show and it's like, and I, I just, Katie, my wife just like literally last night or the night before, brought it up because she was seeing it on Facebook. Like in some of her like back home Wayne County Facebook people were they were talking about it there. And she was reading me these comments they were saying it's like I know somebody works in a school and she says that there's like, you know, 15 kids who who demand to use litter boxes and all this stuff or whatever. And, Katie, <laughs> and, and Katie's just like she's like these people know that they're making this up or, you know what I mean? It's like, this just isn't true, especially in fucking, she's from like the border, South Tennessee, North Alabama. It's like, they're not, 
fucking that's not even in Portland, junior high kids are not pissing in litter boxes. You know what no. I mean? But like let alone but they're acting like it's just a it's a nationwide phenomenon. It's insane. Yeah. I don't know what to do with the, this type of stuff because it's so it's so fake, but so many people believe it. Even though like they don't, right. no one knows anybody firsthand who saw this or did it. Right. It's just like game of telephone stuff about made up bullshit. And a lot of the stuff, all you got to do is just like go talk to a regular person. You can yeah. you can go down to your local school and like talk to the kids if you want. Yeah. <laughs> do some research, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, that's the problem. They are doing research. This the research yeah. is reading on Facebook how it's really happening. Get yeah. the firsthand accounts. That's sheep shit. You got to do mm-hmm. real research there on the internet. Matt says that the way she leans on the pulpit when she preaches is triggering for him because he went to Bible college. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about Ukraine, Mark. What do you say? All right. So, yeah, Corey brought it up last week, and I've realized that we haven't talked about it in a while. Uh, and then uh, this happened late last week, and it was pretty awesome. So, if you've had this video clip, Matt, Matt set it up. Set us up. He's got it. Here it comes. Ukrainian forces marking massive victories in the northeast. Their troops now controlling the strategic military hub of Izium, which was occupied by Russian forces for months. Now, videos circulating online show abandoned Russian tanks and military equipment littering the area. Ukrainian soldiers raising their flag once again over the city. It's a massive blow for Putin. And across a large swathe of territory, troops liberating dozens of towns and villages in video released by the Ukrainian military. Emotional scenes, civilians greeting. Yeah, so uh, we we talked a little bit last week about like what what was why Corey hadn't heard much about it recently, and uh, uh, what that was about. It's basically they've been a stalemate for a while, but Ukraine was getting was considering an offensive. Or worried about what would happen if it backfired politically with Western relief and whatever. But then they just went ahead and did it and said, fuck it, let's be legends to recapture like a thousand uh, square miles or something, which isn't it's just like maybe 10 percent of what, what, what Russia's taken since 2014. But they also captured like uh, enough tanks and weaponry to outfit 20 brigades. They took a bunch of POWs, a bunch of Russians deserted in pretty hilarious fashion. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but they totally broke Russian lines. It's not really clear. They, they took a bunch of railroad depots. Russia was had Russia had as their sole mains of resupply. Clear what what the Russians do for here, um, other than keep making Ukrainians' lives miserable by harassing right. the air with artillery. Right. Um, they did Russia after after Ukraine recaptured those towns they've been holding. They blew up the power plants and supplied them. Um, just as like is throwing a fit, um, just to torque the civilian populations. Uh, and Zelensky gave this pretty uh Independence Day speech <laughs> or he, directly to Russia that said, Read my lips without gas or without you, without you, without light or without you, without you, without water or without you, without you, without food or without you, without you. Cold, hunger, darkness, and thirst are not as scary and deadly for us as your friendship and brotherhood. So basically, uh, Fuck, fuck you, your staff yeah. labels a motherfucking crew. He's a pretty uh, ice cold motherfucker, that Zelensky. I gotta say, they've been, uh, yeah, been keeping it pretty gangster uh, since since day one, from what I could tell. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a pretty hard statement right there. The uh, it's pretty weird. Like people are sort of like it's tough to read the tea leaves what goes on interior inside Russia because obviously 
even a dictator needs a certain amount of public support or people can just, you know, drag him out of his castle and kill him. Um, which is like the Chechens who've been fighting in Ukraine as an ally are threatening to quit because they don't know what the plan or the point is anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and like freed Ukrainians, I do want to say here, have a little bit more grace than I would in a lot of cases. Like they had this interview with this lady who was like, they were not monsters. They were kids, she said. Uh, she once asked Russian troops to move the tank they parked in front of her house. <laughs> what a weird neighborhood <laughs> that is. Hey, uh, trying to get my paper. Your tank's in the way. Oh, sorry, ma'am. Uh, asked what they wanted from us. And they said, we can either be here or we can be in jail. Um, yeah. yeah they're, they're conscripts they're like so i do right some of them so you know some of them obviously go there and become war criminals some of them just go there and are trying to buy their time they can get out uh for example other on the bad side in that same town um the troops had a, st- a standing order for, for the uh ukrainians they occupied to be in their house by 6 p.m and have their lights out and be quiet and these guys had the lights on drinking and they just executed them um it, as far as the actual escape the the, the fleeing um Russian troops aren't getting paid. They're not getting fed very well. They're not well equipped. So they literally couldn't run fast enough. Um, half the soldiers fled in their vehicles in the first hours. Um, the people that were stranded grew desperate. Some residents overheard them on the radios, pleading to unit commanders for someone to come get them. They said, you're on your own. They came into our houses to take clothes so the drones wouldn't see them in uniforms. They took our bicycles. Here's a guy, they're stealing clothes off fucking laundry racks and stealing bikes and pedaling their way back to Russia. This is not a war that's going well for them. Right. Um, Sounds like a bit of a quagmire to me. I, like, it, you know, they're just going to hang around for forever now. Historians uh, they can't like, admit defeat or whatever, you know, but they also yeah. can't win it. So it's just like you said, just make everybody's lives miserable for as long as possible and just continue yeah. to fuck everything up. Uh, it reminded me of uh, historians disagree whether this actually happened. I think most think it's apocryphal, but the old story about Jefferson Davis after the South collapsed, he was fleeing in his wife's dress when they caught him. Um, <laughs> sort of reminded me of that. Uh, yeah, they. so Ukraine might be going for the full win, which would mean taking back the Donbass, which has been a civil war uh, since right. in Crimea, which Russia took into war for years. Right. Anyway, but they might, they might be too hard high on their own supply it might be a bad idea to drag it on that long yeah i know i mean i don't dude i don't know shit i'm very yeah very war dumb uh you know this particular conflict you know i i what do i know but yeah i kind of thought the same thing when i saw that it's like good for them i'm glad shit's going well but yeah it's like i don't know like yeah take what you can get just try to fucking get the thing done but again that's easy for me to say it ain't my land or my people that's it. That's not like the, the group of people I've been most frustrated with. And I consider myself pretty solidly left wing, but like the people that think this is just a Russia, like a, like a CIA proxy war with Russia, just to weaken it or whatever. It's like, like the only reason Ukrainians are fighting and dying for their land, protecting their, their, their families is because of CIA propaganda. It's like, fuck no, they're fighting them for their own reasons, their own purposes. And it's really, we can stop giving the weapons if we wanted to, I, I would vote. I would be against that because I think that, Wars of invasion and conquest are bad. They're bad when we did it, and they're bad when fucking Russia did it. And if there's a lesson here for the larger world. It's that invading and occupying armies are basically o for, o for since World War II. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we keep doing the same fucking dumb shit. And uh, I don't know. I just think people, they're agitating for Ukraine. Just, people were agitating for them to surrender the day this happened. <laughs> It's like Ukrainians are not going to fucking surrender, man. They're fucking mad. You heard, you heard that speech Zelensky gave to, to Putin. Yeah. Uh, 
And speaking of Putin, uh, what has Putin been up to? Well, while this was happening, he was at the grand unveiling of, I think, a uh, Ferris wheel. Uh, yeah, for the moment, the Kremlin is sticking of, of defeats as, in business as usual in Susance. I can never say that word by Mr. Putin, who has Russian lines buckled on Saturday in the Kharkiv region, inaugurated a giant Ferris wheel in Moscow Park. Reports from social media said the affair, the wheel quickly broke down. Leaving right <laughs> yeah, the ending of that is just perfect. It's funny enough that that's what he's there, you know, ribbon cutting yeah. a fucking Ferris wheel in the middle of all this. But then the fact that the Ferris wheel breaks down is just uh, that's some chef's kiss shit right there for sure. Yeah, it's <laughs> moment, moments like that that I believe there is a God because like the, 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 the some poor suckers who are there testing the Ferris wheel out be stuck at the top because of Vladimir Putin's fuck ups and incompetence. It's sort of a metaphor for the whole war. Right. Um, uh, so what's going on domestically in Russia is pretty interesting, even though we can't really gauge it because like people point to public opinion pro, uh, uh, polling in Russia as if that matters because. If a state media outlet calls you to ask if you support your murderous dictator, what are of you going to say? Right. <laughs> and also just the propaganda that they all get fed and everything constantly anyway, coupled with what mm-hmm. you just said. It's like, you know, fucking you, you can't be talking shit publicly. That's how you get fucking defenestrated, you know, get thrown yeah. out a goddamn window. So, I mean... Yeah. yeah, which has been happening, by the way. Um, of course. Like, uh, another loves defenestration, dude. He, he yeah. loves throwing people out windows. I think it was a couple of weeks ago, one guy fell out of a hospital window, which is a very common thing that happens. Uh, when I was an oligarch. Another oligarch died last week when he fell off his yacht, which, of course, happens. That's how Ghislaine Maxwell's dad died. So it's a very common thing to fall off your yacht and die uh-huh. when you're involved in international intrigue. Um, uh, another oligarch publicly had to surrender his all his assets to the state or sell them off like for pennies on the dollar a couple weeks ago. So he's been, uh, he's, I'm not sure if he's getting pushback, but he's worried about it. Right. <laughs> um, and like 18 people, probably more was made of this than, than is meaningful, but it is, is something that 18 municipal officials around Moscow signed a letter calling on Putin to resign. So it'd be like the LA city council asked Joe Biden to resign. It doesn't really matter a whole lot, but it's still something to speak out. They're of course, immediately arrested for insulting the military. Um, but the, this, the military collapse happened so fast that the Kremlin didn't have any sort of talking points. They couldn't figure out what to say. So, like, the state media apparatus was left on their own. And filibustering, they were left with nothing but to be honest and talk about how the war is a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> so that right. was pretty funny to me. It's like, it's like I, I, got, I got jack shit to say. I guess this isn't going well. Fuck it. You know, it's like, it, it, yeah. So um, uh, before we wrap up here and move to comments, I did want to say we have a, a video, but it's like two plus minutes long. But it's that the their UN ambassador for Ukraine, who's also mm-hmm. a G, who's made he's been a soundbite machine as well. And it was him doing that again, saying that, you know, the thing you got to understand about Russians is that many of them suffer from delusions. They see things that aren't there. They hear things that aren't there and they need help. But it's not the kind of help that we can give them on the floor of this. Mm-hmm. Op, you know, they need to be basically just saying, you know, that they're all crazy and uh, uh-huh. delusional and 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 don't hit, which I appreciated. But also, uh, after everything we've just talked about, we want to revisit a brief clip from Tucker Carlson from about two weeks ago. Matt, you can play uh-huh. that one if you got it. This is great. And then, Mark, if you you know if you got anything else uh, on Ukraine, hit us with it. Uh, otherwise. We will wrap up here in a minute with some comments. Is calling for an unconditional surrender from Vladimir Putin. Here's the weird thing. By any actual reality-based measure, 
Vladimir Putin is not losing the war in Ukraine. He is winning the war in Ukraine. And Joe Biden looks at that and says, we won't stop until you proffer an unconditional surrender. This isn't bad policy. This is nuts. It makes no sense. In fact, it only makes sense if the goal is to completely destroy the West in order to make way for Chinese global dominance. Sure. (laughs) Sure. Right. You can see how you can see how that would be, you know, Joe Biden's ulterior motive. <laughs> I the thing is like we're supposed to be the ones who hate America, right? And I've got my problems with it. <laughs> right. Like, in the, like we talked earlier about Tucker has done uh, done segments this week defending the British monarchy for against against uh, uh, criticisms from people who like you know who like democracy, and now he's he's uh, gone all in for Putin. It's like, what do these guys fucking believe? I just, just power. I, I, I mean, yeah, know. I think so. Yeah, I'd love an author, uh, authoritarian dictatorship. You know, as long as the dictator in question was, you know, their boy, they'd be all yeah. for it. Fascism hits for a lot of people. It's like, please just tell me what to do. Um, <laughs> please just like- tell. Tucker's more like, please, please just tell other people what to do. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I mean, really, yes, really, that's what it is that, you know, like I want it's like everything that I think is how everything should be. So we really need somebody in place that crushes any opposition to that with uh, brute force and rules with an iron fist. Um, yeah, if you, if you got freedom, somebody might have the idea to have a drag queen story hour and somebody might want to go to it. Then that's that's fucking chaos. You can't have it. <laughs> It's the most important threat to you. Thank you, Debbie Lynn. Debbie Lynn Robinson says, hit that like button, everybody. Please do hit the yeah. like button. Tell your friends, share, leave a five-star review on the podcast version. All that good stuff. We would appreciate it. Um, Toby Kuzman says, what does Mark's hat say? See you out there. It's a uh, company that makes like uh, redneck surfing apparel. That I like. Well, that's fun. I don't I don't surf, but I do like going to the beach. Yeah. yeah. You ever tried surfing, Trey? No, never. I've, uh, you know, fucking whatever body and boogie boarded and shit in Florida, that type of thing. I love water shit. I mean, I grew up on a lake town, so no surfing, but I loved like any of that stuff, anything involving a boat, yeah. you know, uh, but no, never even tried surfing, though. I did, dude, this, the water out here is too goddamn cold for me. Yeah. I didn't know that before I moved here shocked the shit out of me it's a real i I don't know it's a fool's gold all them shots of the beautiful beaches in southern california you see in movies and stuff is you will freeze your ass off if you try to go swimming Um, yeah if you guys never swam in the pacific there's a reason everybody you'll see on tv swimming the ocean is wearing a wetsuit it's because it's cold as shit it's like yeah apparently it's like a current that comes down from alaska straight down the west coast or something makes it cold as fuck but yeah it's not fun yeah i can't even I can't even stand up paddleboard. My balance is so fucking bad. I, I didn't realize it about myself. I knew I couldn't skateboard when I was a kid, but I never thought about it too hard. Then I tried to do stand up paddleboarding. Uh, the, uh, uh, married, and I busted my ass on the paddleboard and lost a pair of sunglasses to the bottom of the Gulf. You find you find a pair of Ray Bans in the Gulf <laughs> off Treasure I've Island. I've lost so many fucking <laughs> pairs of sunglasses on boats in my life. Kim Avery says, you a tuber, Trey? Oh, yeah, we were big tubers. Every now and then, you know, bust out a whiteboard or something. But we mostly just sat our fat asses on the tube and got pulled. You know, the goal is to throw your buddy off in the most, uh, you know, possibly painful <laughs> way possible or whatnot. But, yeah. There's a, there's a big all that festival shit. in a little town where I'm from called Float Day. It's basically like 10,000 rednecks go and float down a river for like eight hours. 
and then they yeah. got like trucks that'll haul you back to your cars. And uh, me and my buddies, this was I was in college, um, and my, my high school buddies went during the summer, and uh, we they had tied our stuff to the boat, we hit little rapids, and we flipped it, and we lost all our beers and our wallets and our keys. Yeah, an hour into the set, eight hour float, and right. then I was in a tube tied to the back of a canoe. And my buddies, because it was my fault the shit got untied, as a little bit of a prank, revenge prank, untied me. And they went way ahead. So I floated by myself for the last six hours of this, begging beers off people fly past me. <laughs> so they do that again. I grew up on a lake, so different. But where Katie grew up, they have they do a lot of float. They call it floating the buffalo. There's a river down there called the buffalo. You float the buffalo. Huge thing. We went there one day on Father's Day. The whole family is like, we're going to go out and do that. And, I, and But my sons at the time were like three and four. I mean, they were little. And I was like, you know, are they big enough? And Katie's like, oh, it's like a lazy river. We got there and you rent canoes to do it in. Every one of the canoes in our group got flipped at least once. The children were terrified most of the time. My father-in-law killed a snake with an oar uh, in the middle of the trip. And then it came a wrath of God thunderstorm right as we're coming down the end of it. But it was like, it was way more intense than a lazy river. I had a great time, but it was, uh, it was wild. When we left, the boys were upset. And I told them, I was like, you were never in any danger. And Bishop goes, no, no, no. At the end, that was danger. So, yeah. Aaron McCullough says, any thoughts on the John Fetterman social media dominance of Dr. Oz? I enjoy Fetterman's TikToks. I'm not on TikTok. I, do, I see some of the stuff on, on, on Twitter. Um, but like, so I think we think we talked about this a while back, but like in general, it's not, it's beyond a social media strategy. It's you don't engage, like you wouldn't debate a maniac, right? Because the person doesn't mean or understand anything they're saying. There's no point engaging the merits. You're debating someone like Dr. Oz, who's a scamming, lying scumbag, who's not even from your, from your uh, state. You don't engage with him. You just treat him like a fucking dumb clown. Right. So that's, that's the part that's like, that, that works for me. It's what Trump did to the Republican primary field and it worked. <laughs> yeah. Because nobody, nobody thinks Marco Rubio is a serious person. Why fucking right. treat him like, he's, like he means what he says? Just call him a dumb asshole and move on with your life. And so, like, we, I think a little bit more of that, because I... Either, either persons of substance or they aren't. And like until they nominate people of substance, don't bother debating with them. Yeah, I've been digging it. I love everything Fetterman's doing. He's fucking great yeah. and really like sort of not exposing because people already know, but really illustrating just how much of a you know fraudulent clown Dr. Oz is in so many ways. It's pretty sweet. Laura <laughs> Laura Borealis. Like that name says, I just bought tickets to one of the Zany shows. Can't wait. Yeah, those are always fun. Those are well read shows. Me, Corey, and Drew were at Zany's before Christmas every year. Big homecoming deal. Everybody's mama and cousins, and everybody comes out. They don't get on stage. Don't worry about that. But it's uh, it's always a hell of a good time. So yeah, those are some of the best ones there. So and I do want to say that Laura Borealis would be an amazing roller derby name. Yeah, it's great. That's a fantastic name. I dig Uh it. Um. So, yeah. Okay. Well, listen, on that note, I guess I'll say once again, go to TreyCrowder.com. Check out the dates and the shows. Again, I'm constantly adding more. I've got a lot of messages about Texas. Trust me, Texas is coming. We're actively working on Texas right now. It'll be uh, 2023. Uh, but, yeah, I'm adding a bunch of dates for 2023. They'll be, you know, doing it all the time. So come out and see me or us, as the case may be, me, Corey, and Drew. Uh, and then also consider signing up on Patreon, weeklyskews.com slash more. 
or look on look me up on Patreon. You get some bonus episodes, support the show, five dollars a month. It's all pretty sweet. We sure do love and appreciate you. One more time, smash that like button. Don't forget to subscribe. Do all that internet shit you're supposed to do. We appreciate you all uh, continuing to show up and uh, ski with us each and every week. And we'll see you in seven days. So you love you. Bye. Yeah.